0: Welcome to the Jersey Arts Podcast. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Eastland Theater Company's production of the supernatural mystery, Summerland, directed by Tom Byrne, is running now through July 20th at the First Presbyterian Church of Cape May, New Jersey. Written by Alaskan playwright Arlisha Jones, Summerland is a spooky work of historical fiction based on a real case that went before the Court of Special Sessions in New York City in 1869. The case involved William H. Mumler, a man who claimed to be able to photograph spirits and whose clients included First Lady of the United States, Mary Todd Lincoln. I recently spoke with the cast of Summerland and Eastland Theater Company's artistic director, Gail Stallhuth. Okay, so let's just start with introductions. Could you all just go around the table?
1: Hey there, I'm Elizabeth Ness. I play Catherine Mumler, Mr. Mumler's wife, and I am an actor as well as many other crazy things in this Remarkable industry.
2: I am uh, Kyle Walton. I play Mumler in Summerland, and uh I am an actor and a drama teacher. I
3: am Jared Mason Murray. Uh I play Tooker in Summerland and I'm one of the
0: actors.
4: Uh Gail Stahlhut, artistic director of East Lynn Theater Company, <laughs> producer of Summerland.
0: So the premise of Summerland requires some explaining. Gail, could you give us the overview?
4: So it is based on a real trial that took place 150 years ago, uh, based on a spirit photographer's life, uh, Mumler. And that was where Alicia Jones, the playwright, took off. And uh, there was a Tooker uh, who was investigating, and there was a Mrs. Mummler, who, well, they all had very unique pasts.
0: We should talk a little bit more about spiritualism and spirit photography, and I guess more broadly, the American spiritualist movement of the 1860s. Uh, Elizabeth, Gale mentioned to me earlier that you went on a pretty deep dive into this subject.
1: Actually, Chris, what's fascinating, and one of the reasons that I love this cast so very, very much, is that we all ended up doing research on the history of many aspects of this play. So I ended up doing a deep dive into a bunch of stuff um, like what you just mentioned, but Kyle and Jared, Kyle actually read the tract about spiritualism that is mentioned multiple times in the play. Jared went and found the microfiche and sent it to us of the obituaries and the photos, and everybody really played an amazing part in putting together the pieces of historical fact and fiction that this play uh, talks about. Um, Kyle, I think I'm going to send this over to you.
2: Yeah. um, Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, So in the American spiritualist movement, I suppose you can call it, you have this combination of a lot of different things. So you have post-Civil War, like national grief that we're going through, a lot of loss, a lot of destruction was experienced on American soil on a scale that hadn't really been that way before. Um, And we also have uh, the Industrial Revolution around this time. So a lot of technology is coming to the forefront that people cannot explain, and therefore they're more open to things that were once thought impossible being possible. Um, So you have a lot of these things kind of converging in this movement called spiritualism, which kind of brings together science and religion and Um, A yearning for things that are lost Um, and it's kind of the perfect storm of all these things at this time in our history uh, That gave rise to this movement, which was a little bit on the fringes, but then also kind of mainstream because in this play uh, Mary Todd Lincoln is brought up quite a bit and she was very into the spiritual stuff because she experienced quite a bit of loss um, in her life. She used to have seances at the White House to try to contact her dead child that passed away. And um, Mumler's most famous photo is of Mary Todd Lincoln with the ghost of Abraham Lincoln appearing in the, the background, uh, appearing to comfort her. Um, so this movement came from a lot of different things in American culture that allowed it to flourish.
1: Something that's fascinating for me about this play is that Arlisha took Mr. Mumler and Mr. Tooker, who are real people, but then she changed the name of Mr. Mumler's wife from Hannah Stewart Green to Catherine Mumler. So I took that as a sign that, while loosely based on the fact that he had a wife... Um, she actually diverges in many ways from the real historical character. So while I did a lot of research on the actual person and her background, um, I also ended up delving a lot into spy, especially female spies in the Civil War. Um, And there's a wonderful book that we've all been reading called The Apparitionists, which is about the
0: Mumler trial. Can we break it down for sure? What was Mummler's process? How did he create these photographs? I mean, these images are like weird Civil War era Photoshop deepfake things. So, I feel that it would be a disservice to
2: break that down, and because, because, (laughs) no, it's because the playwright leaves that intentionally muddy, and even at his trial, historically, they were unable to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was indeed perpetrating a fraud um the short answer is we can't tell you that Yeah, yeah that's the short answer yes. we could tell you but then
1: we'd have to kill you that's right yeah
2: i mean the, the apparitionist does go into detail to explain what probably happened and what mumler probably did and there are these stories in that book of people that appeared as ghosts in mumler's images uh coming back and saying hey uh The rumors of my death are highly exaggerated. Um, There were other photographers who
3: would make double exposed images to prove that it could be done through technical
0: means. So what or where is Summerland? Oh,
2: Summerland, you can
0: go down this rabbit hole.
2: Um, Summerland (laughs) was an afterlife that spiritualists believed in. They did believe that it was a physical place that existed somewhere out in the cosmos He talks about part of it being by the rings of Saturn. This person that I'm talking about who talks about it is a guy named Reverend Andrew Jackson Davis, who is known as the Seer of Poughkeepsie, who was the uh, progenitor of much of this Summerland talk. Um, Didn't it have some kind of root in indigenous peoples. Somewhat, but it also... The argument that he uses is very much based in Christianity, which is kind of fascinating. Mm -hmm. The argument that he made is that if you have... A body and that is physical and there, and there is the existence of a spiritual body then that must also be physical and it has its own agency and then that is the argument that this physical being must physically be somewhere and that place is Summerland um, and he goes into great detail about the hierarchies of this place and the social life of this place but essentially it is a somewhat more it's like a celestial paradise that you go to. There are birds of beautiful colors, and there there is a stream that runs through it. <laughs> some kind of form of heaven. Uh, yeah, some kind of form of, of heaven.
0: Kyle, you play William H. Mumler. What's your take on the real Mumler, and how does that shape your performance?
2: I mean, I find that historical research in a play is helpful to a certain point. It gives you context for who this historical character was, it gives you context for the time period, but at the end of the day, you need to apply what is written. Um, and whether I think the real Mumler was a fraud or not, um, that is not entirely helpful for me as the actor. I need to look at the text and look at the story that we're telling and draw my conclusions from that. Um, I believe that this version of Mummler believes very strongly in uh, what he says and what he does. And for his journey to make
0: sense in the play, I believe that that's very important. And Jared, you also play a person or a character based on a real person, a New York City detective and Civil War veteran who is on a mission to prove that Mumler is a fraud.
3: I think m- uh, my character, Joseph Tooker, is probably, I- I'm going to venture, the truest to his historical self from, from my experience. Um, he was a lawman who went into politics and then became a, th- a theater producer for a while. He, he ran a shipping trade. He worked in everything. And I think he was a very practical guy. So I imagine that for him, this was pretty straightforward, a fraud. Um, so I think it's the easiest for me to connect with what I probably believe personally, to what I have found in my research that he would
0: believe. You're all right in the middle of this run. What do you want people to know about Summerland?
1: The overwhelming response that my friends have given me is that they're mesmerized during the play. The play just flies by for them because they're they're hanging on to our every word, trying to figure out what's going on, how it's happening, what's happening, what's going to happen. Um, so that's really exciting for me. And then they all come away really wanting to talk about it. And that's, to me, one of the most exciting things about live theater is that it so sparks dialogue and conversation. And I'm, I'm getting to know more about my friends than I knew before, because we don't often talk about death or what we believe about the afterlife or spirituality or ghosts or whatnot. So... Um, getting to hear their viewpoints on everything, getting to learn a- more about the Civil War and the history of our country, is it's all just fascinating.
3: I think the most compelling thing about the show is that it asks questions that there aren't answers to. And it's a great segue into faith and, and um, what you choose to believe without being able to see it. And I think it's a, that's a thing that in this day and age I think some people feel uncomfortable talking about or we purposely put up walls about talking about it. And this gives a really nice little, hey, do you believe that? What do you think? Well, I believe this. I believe that. And, then, you know, no judgment and just a great way to spark conversation that way.
4: You can sort of root for different people at different times on stage. You, the audience member, uh, as you're sitting here, you can go, Oh, well, what Mrs. Mumler just said. Oh, wait a minute. No, I think Tooker. No, Mm -hmm. I think it's Charles. No. Uh, So you really don't, just when you think you know who sort of the hero or heroine might be, it shifts gears on you.
1: I would agree with that completely. And for me personally, as an actor, it's fascinating because uh, while the men have a certain storyline going with, with questions that they're grappling with, for myself, women in the Victorian era had so little power that trying to find ways to have power in such a powerless society, especially when you're surrounded by two men, it's just a fascinating thread for me to be following and storyline arc for me.
0: Thank you everyone for doing the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. This was great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Summerland runs through July 20th at the First Presbyterian Church of Cape May. For more information and tickets, go to Eastlintheater.org. And for more about all of the arts in New Jersey, visit JerseyArts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening.